Hi, I'm Liz. And I'm Rhea. Welcome to Karma's My Bitch, a podcast about love, sex, connection, abundance, joy, purpose, peace, and how life isn't simply the stories we tell ourselves. I remember I must have been about like 20 or 21 and I went to go see this really famous at the time renowned psychic. She looked at my whole chart or whatever and she just looked at me and just said, your life will change the second you learn how to say no. You know what makes me laugh and why I've paused is that it's just, and I'm going to go on a tangent here, but I actually think it's an important tangent, so I'm going to go for it, okay? Just for a brief moment. Mm -hmm. What we hear from psychics and what we think they mean and what they actually mean, because they don't even know what they mean most Most of the the time, is fascinating. Uh When I was in my early 20s, she said to me, your life will change once you learn how to say no, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So I'm using my fingers because I'm just thinking. I thought that meant I need to go around and learn how to say no to everything because it's all about boundaries. It's all about (laughs) knowing myself. It's all about being like that, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Maybe that's what she meant. I don't think so. (laughs) But now I'm thinking your life will change once you learn to say no could very well easily mean my life will change after we record this episode because I'm learning the true meaning of no. Hmm. You never know. I'm not saying that that's what it is, but right, right. you just never know. You really Because don't. you just get... It's it's not even like a Yoda thing. It's kind of what we discussed in the... In what the, is a Yoda thing? Like, no, it is the word, yes. You know, like, <laughs> it's not like that. It's like, I didn't even that was even good. I, don't, I barely watched Star Wars. But if... What I'm saying is that you know how in the last season we were talking about kind of expectations and how, you know, we, we expect something to look a certain way, but actually as we grow and evolve, as we grow up, basically, as, as our mind expands, we realize that actually what we thought would be the best for us, maybe not is necessarily the best for us because mm-hmm. something else, and that's not in a, oh, I can't be with this guy because I'm going to end up being with this guy. No, no, it's nothing to do with that at all. It's much more that, you know, as we start expanding our consciousness, mm-hmm. all of a sudden there are things that we didn't even think we wanted or we didn't even know we wanted that now we want and we could have never imagined it or even held it or expected it mm-hmm. before that, mm. right? So when I was in my early 20s and a psychic said to me, your life will change once you learn how to say no, I took it at face value in that moment. But if we can cut off the idea of time and cut off the idea of expectation, mm-hmm. what she said was pure truth. And I know that because I feel it in my core. Mm-hmm. But what exactly was that moment? I don't know. Mm. And it'll only be, and I guarantee you this much, it'll only be after the fact, when I look back and go, motherfuck, she was right. But I bet she doesn't know, even to this day, I'm sure she doesn't remember me, but she wouldn't in that moment have been able to see that moment when, you know, like, oh, in 17 years, you will have this opportunity and you will say no there and your life will change. No, she'll have no idea. Right. You know, and my life has changed many times before that. My life will change many times after that. Mm -hmm. Right. But actually just how it changes will also be very different. Exactly. Yeah. So the whole thing, and that's what I find so interesting is that like we become professional clients. Yeah. Right. We become professional clients, but actually most of the time what we're told has such a deep meaning that mm-hmm. we can't understand it, but or it's filtered through the mind of the practitioner if they're still holding fear, ego, etc., mm-hmm. to the point that it's lost its meaning anyway. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so I just found that really interesting. Yeah. That was just a massive segue, but I feel interesting. No, in I that. think it is really interesting. And what I was saying about how you change will also change. Okay, oh, okay, go on. Okay, 
what you were sort of referring to, I'm going to change many times, but how we change when we're in our karma and the choices we make while we're in our karma so huge. are huge. And they're all meant to bring us into our, as you say, divinity, right? They're very empowering. As you say, divinity. <laughs> well, you, or you went on and on last episode about divine and divinity or some episode. But I know I was what like, you mean. Wow, yeah. that's like that D word's pouring out of our mouth left and right. Yeah, I know. I was <laughs> shocked. As well. It's because I think also I've, I, this is exactly it. I feel like in my divinity, I've defined divinity for myself. Yeah. So I can say it all the time because I've defined it for myself, right? Okay. That's what makes it yeah. special and divine. Well, okay. I'm just going to be like, okay, with air quotes because yeah, yeah. how much shit you gave me all the time about the blah, blah. Oh my God, so, so much blah, blah. Go so on. So much. So those changes are actually incremental changes mm. when you're in your karma because there, it's, it feels bigger. Oh my god! Feels big. Oh. I mean, it's such a big deal, right? Oh my do I send but this? That's text? what I was telling you. Do I respond? Yeah, exactly. Do I do I send this text? Do I you know? Do I do I say how I feel? I had a panic attack and I sweated from my head to my toes. Not even a big truth, like a tiny truth. And now I don't even think about it when I do it. But at the time, everything is so different, so different. But it just feels like so big, so big. And it is. Just, Kudos, you're dying. It's a big deal emotionally. It's a big deal. But those changes are incremental. To yeah. be fair, mm. right? From the objective point of view, and it's not small, it's not meant to diminish, it's just incremental compared to the changes you make actually when you're out of your karma and you're living your fate. Because once you've divested yourself of your karma, you're in the greater tapestry of your fate. Okay. Which means that all those fate lines that are running that you cannot reach while you're in your karma become possible and become available. Okay. So the moment you can start traversing those lines, okay. those changes become bigger and bigger. Do, you, just, do they even feel that big though? Or is it more like I went away for a week and I feel like I've been gone away a month and somehow the way I look at everything is different? It depends on, yeah, it depends. It depends on what you're doing at the time. So can you but it's just examples? leaps and bounds. Maybe I made a choice to start a podcast, right? Something like that. And get, granted, you were in your karma, but we'll just have an example. But where that podcast took me was even further than I even thought. Like I thought it was just enough to put out a few episodes, learn a little bit, et cetera, et cetera. But because doing that podcast connected me to other parts of my fate, I did not realize were there because I couldn't see it at the time. Again, you get to a certain point in your fate, you can start seeing 10% and 10%, right? Roughly. If you get to a certain point actually in your consciousness, you can actually see beyond that 10% that we mentioned. Which is when? Funny enough, it's not about being further along in your fate. It's actually being, it's about being fully immersed in your purpose. That's what I suspected <clears throat> because we can both see further along than 10%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought it's, it's yeah. that. So that's probably the best. And also we can see it in some ways, but we can't, I can't see it in anything else. I'm, I'm just, just like, I know this. But wouldn't it be nice because we have two separate fates? Yeah. If like we could see different parts and then yeah. bring that vision but together. Annoyingly, we only see the same bit. Right. Because we're in it together. That's oh, really? why. Is that why? Yes. Okay. Interesting. Yes. Okay. Okay. But you can also see other parts of your fate that I can't necessarily see. Yeah. Outside of a session because that's your fate. Probably couldn't even realize and get to the point where you could see it until you got farther along. Yeah, fine. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And doing this work, not to credit the work as much no, as credit your effort. No, no, whatever. No, no. It was credit to your effort to move along your fate that you could start to see it. Yeah. So what happens when you start to engage with it? Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Exactly. Yeah. But the moment you start to do that, 
how much more you can start to see. And also the the other side of that is that those big revelations, you know, when you make a choice in your karma, mm-hmm. right, that feels like you're following your heart, feels really huge. When actually all you're learning yeah. in your karma is to follow your heart effectively. Yeah. Right? Effectively, that's what you're learning. Through your karma, you're learning how to navigate everything else. And so that's why for many episodes, or even at least in the last season, when we talked about the power of yes, in order to experience and stuff, it is important to say yes and have more moments. And that's only going to happen if we keep putting ourselves out there. But when it comes to our evolution, actually, they they were very specific, not our growth, but our evolution. As we're figuring out and following along the various lines of our fate, no becomes just as important as yes. Well, I, I figured all you can say is yes and no. When we're in 3D, no is a part of our discernment. It enabled us to come into sort of in a more empowered post-karma state. And that discernment taught us three things. What we want, who we are, and where we are meant to go. When we're in 3D, no is effectively learning how to own ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right? Saying no when we mean no, saying yes when we mean yes, as in following our heart. So no is like a big deal. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Whereas, Just like yes. And yeah. Yeah, which Just is like why yes. I thought they were interchangeable, because effectively no is the absence of yes. Right. But I guess they're not. No wasn't the absence of yes. Not necessarily. No was actually something quite clear. And actually now thinking about it, that makes total sense. Because you could tell me, is it this? And I could say yes. But is it this? And I could say yes. Or that's terrible. If if, (laughs) you tell me, do you want to do this? And I could say no. Mm-hmm. But then the alternative is this. And I'm like, but that's also a no. Mm. So it's up to me to find the yes, which is something create. I can create something new that's never been done before, but that works as my yes, mm-hmm. which isn't either of the notes. So no is different because I don't have to learn how to say no, what my no or my yes is. Cause I feel it. I, yeah. I, I can't, I feel physically sick going against it. So I know what it is, mm-hmm. but it's about actually the no is just as important because I'm like, not like this, mm-hmm. not like this. Okay, those seem to be the only two options available to me. So that means if it's both a no, mm-hmm. there's a third somewhere that I'm not seeing that's a yes. Mm-hmm. So okay. it's information and that is creation, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because that's something that I don't necessarily, can't, haven't seen, haven't experienced before, something entirely new, yeah. which isn't either of the no's. Mm-hmm. so that's actually quite cool and that I and guess really would cool. move you along your fate completely because that would be something that you can't envisage yet and if it's fate stuff it's not 3d stuff therefore it's not separation stuff therefore it's 5d stuff so it's totally new completely so new. that actually makes sense you know all of our time in 3d and in our karma we're just kind of acquiring knowledge right we're adding to our wisdom but once we're out of our karma what are we doing with all of that we're building we're building along the lines of our fate but once we're in our fate we don't need discernment anymore isn't that interesting? Well, I'm going to think it's interesting. No, no I'm actually doesn't. finding it fascinating because I fucking hated discernment. So you just told me we don't need it anymore. I'm throwing a party. Go on. <laughs> discernment helps. Again, it helps with empowerment. Okay. It tells us, again, who we are, what we want, and where we are meant to go. Once we are in our post-karma state, living our fate, we know that already. Yeah. And actually discernment then actually will end up becoming another expectation in some mm-hmm. weird ways. Yeah. And it becomes another barrier to freedom, which is why I probably never liked it. Possibly. <laughs> well, that and you also really struggled with a sense of like right and wrong and I could get this wrong. 
What if like this one choice might kind of back up on me? Like it it gets kind of weird for mental people because I can, I can. Because discernment effectively tells you your choice is a life or death in some ways when you hear it. It seems like it, right? Or, you know, for somebody who naturally overthinks something to death, discernment just adds like another thing. Yeah. Right. Or exactly. It's all, can you just see how you're feeling? How do I really know that this is it? Yeah. It's just act and find out. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. You've got to live, as we said in episode one, you can't. And this is the thing I keep actually having to remind myself now. I've been reminding myself all month, the same thing. Um, And it's something that I feel is really useful in your karma and actually out of it as well. But out of it, you know it in a different way. Okay. I don't shout at a toddler for not knowing the meaning of onomatopoeia. Okay. How the fuck is a toddler meant to know that? Hmm. So how am I meant to know stuff that I haven't experienced yet? Hmm. How am I meant to know, learn stuff I haven't done yet? Yeah. It's impossible. Like, it just is. And so the more we can give ourselves that freedom to learn so that we have that wisdom, so that one day that toddler will know what onomatopoeia is, should they wish to, Mm -hmm. then, you know, it's okay with it. You're not making any mistakes, you're just learning. That's what it is about to be the fuck-up and the outlier and the this and the that. But you're right, because actually when we start getting into our fate and you know who you are and you can hear your yes and your no, so you don't need to learn that at least, then you're basically much more open to learn whatever you need to learn. Mm -hmm. And so there's no shame, as we discussed in the last season, because you're like, I was doing the best I could at a time with the information I had at the time. And that's a given. Mm -hmm. This is all givens, right? So actually discernment in the sense of what you described it as, as what we want, who we are, where we're meant to go. It can't apply because for me, who, what we want, who we are, where we are meant to go are all expectation based Mm. to some degree or another. So if you tell me in 5D, like what we want like that's going to change each step i make and just as you said if we change so much outside of our karma when we're in our fate how the fuck am i going to know who what i want who i am and where i'm meant to go in six months from now i don't No, you know but it's enough to get you it's it's enough to get you to those as we had said before those signposts right it's enough to kind of get you through your destiny it's enough to help you get out of your karma it's even enough if you can apply it in like the bigger scheme to kind of help you hold larger perspectives sometimes. Mm. Yeah? yeah. If I really know who I am, then I really know what's meant for me. And I know it's not that. Yeah. Well, right? the thing is, it's also, it's, it's funny because you're right, but I've actually been thinking about it the entirely opposite way these past two days by total chance. Okay. Right. Uh-huh. So I've been thinking about it. I said, I've always thought that certain things suited me. And mm-hmm. certain things did not. Okay. But the more I look at those things, the more I realize that they were built upon assumptions made in separation in 3D. Okay. Like, for example, these are not about me. I'm just giving examples. We have to marry someone who is wealthy so that we can have a nice lifestyle. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. Or we have to marry someone wealthy so they can match our lifestyle. Mm-hmm. For example. Why? Why have we made those assumptions? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? At the end of the day, if I'm, if I, as we just said in the last episode, I create my own wealth. I don't need anyone else to do it for me. Mm-hmm. No. And actually, maybe I'm the one that creates for both of us. How do we know? Wouldn't you know what awesome. I mean? That'd be cool. What I'm realizing is that actually a lot of what I believed was discernment mm-hmm. was actually hangovers from what I thought love should look like, jobs should look like, mm-hmm. life should look like. It wasn't actually discernment. It was actually, it was, it was bullshit, to be honest. It was FOMO. <laughs> it was FOMO wrapped up in something else. Yeah. Gave myself away. Mm-hmm. to fit someone else yep and that wasn't good either that yeah. was actually very it was definitely me playing out in my karmic stories 
But now, because I know I won't give myself away, mm-hmm. but I could expand myself, yeah. which mm-hmm. is different. Mm-hmm. Very. I'm interested to see what is it like experiencing all these things that I never thought would suit me. Mm-hmm. Because actually, they might not suit me at all. They might not suit me as they were. But is there something in them that does suit me? Mm. You know, and so I actually think that like, for me, holding on to that discernment has actually ended up being, especially with the way we discussed it, I'm making all these judgments about all these things, not actually knowing what is important for Mm me Mm -hmm. because I haven't figured it out. Yeah. Part of it is because we've also skewed our purpose to the point that we have really been wired to believe that our purpose is relationship. Or it's about finding the right job so that the relationships of our minions look up to us or whatever it is. Right, but it's been so partnership-based that a lot of it is my life won't really officially begin until I'm in partnership. We're still dealing with that, right? We're still, you know, there's still this massive preoccupation with dating and relationship as if it is still some end goal, Mm. that it is still some scheme to get our lives on track in a certain way. Mm, So we look like everyone else. So we look like everyone else. So we know that we're succeeding, which Mm. means we know we're surviving, right? But really it's our purpose. Like Mm. it is our purpose to serve the collective, which does require us to actually have honed enough talents and skills Mm. to live our lives for us, Mm. by us effectively, and apply them and create with them. And it is really when we're in that place that everything else starts to fall into place, including relationship. But I have to say, this is the one bit that I have to like, you know, caveat massively here. Yes. Because when I hear that, Mm -hmm. and I know because this is not the first time you've said this to me. No, I know. But what I heard from that is you're not good enough until you're in your purpose. You're not good enough until you figure it out. But that's also holding partnership in a way that it's reward. Yeah, that's true. Which has nothing to do with it. And actually holding it in that space. Is damaging to everything, yeah, including the, that partnership. Yeah. Where actually, I think when you talk about when we're firmly in our purposes, when all the parts required, it's actually quite logical. Yeah. When you know who you are and you're willing to live like that. Yeah. And that doesn't mean like work on yourself or be perfect. No, 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 no. Or no, anything no. like that. It's just, no. you could be, you can literally be, I am perfectly imperfect. And again, it's <laughs> not like I am who I am so I can throw all my pain out into the world and expect everyone to accept it. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. Either. You know what I mean? What I'm saying is just if you know who you are, Mm -hmm. you will find someone to match that. Yes. Otherwise, it will not be a partnership. It will be someone who's matching the superficial shit that you're throwing out there. It's just logic, guys. There's not much to it than that. If you're not acting as if who you are, you're not in a relationship. Whoever you're pretending to be is in that relationship. If you are who you are. <laughs> like that, whoever you're pretending to be. <laughs> yeah. But if you are who you are, then you're who am in I the, today? <laughs> yeah, but if you are who you are, then you're in the relationship. It's really as simple as that. Yeah. So it's not this it like is. lofty goal of, oh my gosh, I need to make sure that I'm the one doing the best service and oh I'm in the service now. And where is this knight in shining armor who's going to be in service next to me? Mm-hmm. No, that's not what we're saying no. at all in any shape, way, or form. We're just no. saying if you know who you are, that person's going to be in a relationship. If you don't the person you're pretending to be is going to be in one. That is it. Nothing that we ever, like, this is the one thing that I just, you know, I keep hearing it over and over again. And it's true. Like, it's really true. We have gone so far on this spectrum of this 
Ray is rant time. But <laughs> we have gone so far on the spectrum of I have to be perfect in order to have what I desire. Mm-hmm. And that is just bullshit. The only thing you have to know is that you are good enough to have whatever you desire. Yes. That is it. And the more you think you have to be perfect and the more you make perfection this outward goal that you're striving towards, the less actually you think you're good enough to have it now. Mm-hmm. And that is it. No one else can dictate when the right time is. No one else can dictate what it looks like. No one else can dictate who you are. Mm. And once you're able to grasp that, everything that feels outside of you that you're working towards isn't. You learn to love yourself. You Mm -hmm. learn to know that you are enough to increase the quality of your life Mm -hmm. so that all the things that you are engaging in can be improved exponentially and that new things can come into your life which where otherwise you would have been too scared to do you would have thought you're not good enough to do it you would have never even conceived of it because you know who are you but a cog in the machine Mm -hmm. all of a sudden you are brave courageous enough to do it that is it that is all we're teaching here can we can you know yourself enough to really raise the quality of your life far higher than you ever imagined Mm. It's not because a man's going to come into your life or a woman's going to come into your life or the right job's going to come into your life or the lottery ticket's going to come into your life. It's because you're going to come into your life. And you can come into your life in your karma or out of it because actually coming into your life is how you get out of your karma anyway. You know your karma's done when you know you're good enough. Mm -hmm. And you really know it on every level because you're conscious. You've healed all the bits that you told yourself where you weren't. That doesn't mean that, oh my gosh, you've come out of your karma and standing at your welcome to 5D party is Prince Charming holding a bouquet of roses, holding a winning lottery ticket. (laughs) Like, that's not how it works. It's just all of a sudden you're like, I actually know who I am so I can actually create stuff for myself that actually I like. That's it. But that's huge. It's a really big deal. It's a very big deal. And that's why, actually, like, once you know that, you don't need the discernment bit either. Because, actually, you know who you want. So you can say yes or you can say no. No big deal. It's just, you know, yeah. it's just who you are. Yeah. And you're like, I'm just expressing that. Which, even if, if you're expressing who you are, you are living your purpose. Because that's it. That's what it is. And that expression actually becomes an act of devotion. Because you don't fall from it. You can't but... Be yourself. So no is actually the act of devotion. Not yes. No. Yeah, that makes sense, actually. Yeah. Because no is sometimes harder to say, right? Exactly. And weirdly, no is what keeps us along, you know, keeps us moving along the lines of our fate Mm. more than yes. I know it's counterintuitive. I'm just trying to figure out, I mean, I just don't want people to go away from this going, I'm just going to say no to everything. You know, like, <laughs> it's like, because it does sound a bit, I'm going to put it out there. It does sound a little bit manifestation I'm going to say no because I passed a test. Yeah. So or that's I've I'm got healthy boundaries. It. Yeah, yeah. It's all and I've all got to sounds... say no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so let's go use... with this. This is our yeah. full circle moment. Okay, fine. Okay, all so right. we get to, I'm going to say this and we're going to work through this okay. because it's interesting. Okay, fine. Because there is a logic, as we always know. Yeah. Sometimes it's counterintuitive, yeah. but there's an incredible truth that comes out of it, right? Okay, so or I'm like here. a nugget. Yeah, We yeah. wouldn't say truth. There's only one truth. But like, you know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> I wish someone could see your face because I know that because you're even sick of it. <laughs> I'm sick of the fact that I know how sick of it, of how sick people must be of me saying. There's only one truth. We are, we are divine and we are here to grow and evolve, grow more human, evolve more spiritual. 
I didn't even Momo, say no, that. I was so. <laughs> anyway, so saying no to three things can help accelerate our purpose, right? Okay. And effectively, our fate is our purpose. So okay. when we really want to move along, the no is distractions, obligations, and superficial connections. So how does one tell what's a distraction and what is not? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a good question, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll be like, God well, damn it, but yeah. No, no, no. It's. Or is it just distractions are things that take you away from joy? Yeah. Oh, it's really. That's exactly what I was going to say. So anything that doesn't bring you joy, you'll say no to? Pretty much. And all three of those are pretty much things that take us, that bring us away from joy. Okay. Right? So annoying people, annoying situations, and annoying obligations. Yeah. And don't feel guilty about it. Exactly. Because it's just a drain on your energy. So in order to get to a place where no becomes a significant part of our vocabulary, you know, we have to bear in mind that in 5D, quantity is not quality, right? Because 3D, if you think about it, 3D was all about like, you know, I'm successful in my purpose. I've got X number of LinkedIn contacts. Like I have all these connections and I'm such a great networker. And I go out and I create all these scenarios. Where that can... could be part of your purpose to be, be like super connected. No, it's not. Actually, not in 5D. In 5D, you will always know, for lack of a better word, the right people. And the right opportunities will always come your way. And you don't actually have to put yourself in distracting, obligatory connections. So basically, you're talking about kind of like, you know, those people that go on like networking events ad infinitum. Yeah. You're basically just being like, you can skip the networking event. Exactly. And just trust that the right people, you'll yeah. meet them by Unless you enjoy them. And then you should say yes, because yeah, there's exactly. a reason. My husband enjoys those. Yeah. He's he's actually, he loves connecting with people. Yeah. To him, they're not superficial connections. They're always meaningful because that's just his personality. Okay. For fine. me, I find them draining interactions. But you decide. This is a time where I can do this because I know I'm going to get something out of it. It's going to bring me joy. Yeah. Right? Not from the, I'm going to get some out, something out of it because it's going to be great for my business. Oh, yeah. You're never, you, you don't do it from that place of, no. it's going to be great for fill in the blank. No. No. It's the, this will bring me joy. Yes. Say yes to joy. Say no to things that don't bring you joy. But there's more. The reason why we have to have this conversation, especially early on in the season, is the fact that we have very skewed priorities because we're still informed by 3D and the idea of success and survival. So we keep thinking that in order to succeed, we have to know a lot of people, we have to be able to do X, Y, Z things. And by applying that, somehow we're going to realize our purpose or move our purpose along. But because our purpose is encoded in our fate, that coding is so specific that there are only specific people who are going to help us realize it. So going to events of hundreds and thousands of people. It's a bit like dating online. Really? Like I'm going to find that one individual who's going to suit me, that needle maybe. in the haystack? Maybe. And maybe that's when you know to swipe as opposed to like, I'm going to just attend every single networking event and fly across the country and spend my last savings because I think this is how it's going to be. When really, sometimes if you sit tight and say no, Actually, that's the better thing to do for your purpose. The reason why this is actually magical is you're allowing, even though we said fate and magic don't have anything to do with each other, yeah. right? 
the reason why this is actually magical is you're you're giving room for joy to partner with your purpose. Okay. Right? You're giving room for your purpose to hold light because you're actually looking for the exact fit for your purpose's expression. Okay. When it comes to living from our fate, we need that less. The nugget is that the no enables a greater quality of experience when it comes to our purpose. So when you're in that space of, I don't know whether to say yes or no, yes is the better option. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. 100% without a doubt, because if you're hesitating, there's a reason. Exactly. But if there's a no that's creeping in, if it's, it's a clear getting no, stronger yes. and stronger. Say, sorry, if it's a clear no, then say no. Then you say no. Yeah. You say no because even if you can't rationalize why, it's a no. Yeah. But most people are not tuned into their no's. Okay. Because often a no is the thing that we don't want to adhere to because we're so used to being told no. We've always been told no from one person or another, our parents, our teachers, our government. There's so many rules that a lot of people, while as many people are comfortable with no's and rules, there are more people who are really uncomfortable with it. Yeah. Right? So we have a really unhealthy relationship. Yeah. When, to I, no. when I hear myself, when I think to myself, oh, to say no is going to push me further along my fate, mm -hmm. I effectively hear follow the rules, yeah. be a good student, no. say no, it's and then you'll be rewarded. It's and listening. so it makes me feel really uncomfortable. But it's listening to yourself. Because we see no as something bad. The reason no functions so well when it comes to operating in your fate is that yes can often deter you. If you're saying yes to so many things, you start to lose your way. And you can often fall out of flow. But if you want to say yes. Say yes. It's not about your lack of freedom. We think no is somehow a lack of freedom. But actually exercising your no is the greatest freedom. I mean, the thing is, I don't know why I'm making such a fuss about this. Because on some <laughs> level, I know what it's like. It's like, this doesn't work for me. I'm just going to say no. And I'm going to feel guilty about it for a bit. And feel awkward about it for a bit. But then it, I've stayed true to myself. Because actually saying yes when I mean no is 95% of the reason why I ended up in this mess in the first place, right? Saying no is effectively giving yourself permission to choose what you do want. So yes. it's another way of saying yes. It's saying yes to you. Always. Yeah. Always. And so, yeah, it's not, it's not any more or less than that. But it's also saying, and this is the most important, this is actually the key bit, is as long as you are maintaining your purpose as your priority... And that's where the no comes in. I'm not going to sacrifice who I am and how I express myself or deviate from my purpose at all. Everything else is a possibility. Yeah. And what we're saying again is that, you know, and I know that's why we probably kept talking about purpose for ages and ages and ages. That is not a job. Mm -hmm. That is not, you know, I'm going to say no to going out so I can stay at home and get an early morning in order to, I don't know, write my book. That's not what we're saying. Mm -hmm. Your purpose is your divine expression, mm. is to be the best, greatest version of me possible. Mm -hmm. So if that is my priority, how could I settle for something less? But the no is really about not compromising. It's not yeah. compromising on the quality of fun. It's not compromising on the quality of joy. It's not compromising on the quality of your good times or your relationships or your work or your purpose. Yeah. That's the point. The no is 
really intended to maintain the quality of your life. And just like a yes, sometimes your no will be fairly quick, but we can often talk ourselves out of a no more than we do a yes. Yeah, that's true. And I found myself doing that recently and, and really kicking myself later. Because the other thing we don't realize, and this is, I think, maybe like my little nugget, as it were. <laughs> Ooh, share. You know how death is like, you know, it's, it's the ending and a beginning. Mm-hmm. A no is a no to this, but it's a yes to this. Mm-hmm. It's both in one. It might be a no in some respects but it's also a yes Mm -hmm. yes to this thank you for listening for more information articles and inspiration find us at karmasmybitch.com and at karmasmybitch.insta and if you liked what you heard please subscribe and leave us a review